the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. How about you just show up to vote? Yeah, how's that for an idea? Uh, if they uh, if they weren't so serious, our elections would be great comedy routines, you know. Unfortunately, it's uh, not a laughing matter if you really care about who's trying to control your life, which is. Uh, something that Democrats are really fond of doing and will try to do if uh, Joe Biden wins. But uh, how did we get to this point? Um, I'm, I'm going to assume you know what's going on here in Pennsylvania, at least as much as anybody can know what's going on. Uh, lawsuits. We have dueling lawsuits, actually, about how many feet can separate a Republican observer from a Democrat vote counter. Uh, it was 25 or 30 feet, and I think it's been moved up to six. And so I don't know where it is now, but it's been going on all day back and forth. But, you know, they, are, they are dueling uh, lawsuits. Observers uh, at one point were actually told they were allowed to use binoculars to observe the vote counts in Philadelphia, which they were trying to use from 25 or 30 feet away to see what, what was on the ballot that the people were looking at. And as of now, votes that come in as late as tomorrow without a postmark can be counted. And there's no reason to believe that we're going to have a final vote by this time tomorrow, by this time next week, for that matter, in Pennsylvania. And, of course, uh, there's no reason to believe that whatever is declared a final vote here in Pennsylvania won't be challenged in court by the losing side. And, and, and that's just Pennsylvania. The Trump campaign has filed a suit in Wisconsin and Nevada uh, and uh, who knows where else. I, I think there's another one, too. I've lost track. Anyway, um, out in Nevada, they announced that votes will still be able to be counted as late as November 10th, that's next Tuesday. That's a week after Election Day. Just yesterday, they had said they would only accept votes as late as today. I don't know what changed. The big guy is leading out there in Nevada by 1% the last we checked. And down in North Carolina, where which party controls the Senate, I guess, could still end up being determined. They said today that they wouldn't have the final numbers until the 12th. Not the 12th of never, uh, the 12th or 13th of November. And they're waiting for 40,000 provisional ballots. So as I said, how about we just show up to vote? You know, pick a day. Uh, the Tuesday after the first Monday in November seems to work out okay. It's been okay for the last, I don't know, a couple hundred years. But that's the day you have to show up to vote. Leave the polls open for 24 hours drastically increase the number of polling places, have them everywhere, require an ID, you know, an ID. You have 24 hours to show up and vote unless there's some legitimate reason for you to file an absentee ballot, which would have to be received by the Friday before the election. How about that? You know, three days, four days, whatever it is. No more early voting, no more voting by mail unless it's an absentee ballot. They have four years to fix this, whoever gets into office. That's plenty of time. And after the fiasco that this has been, if it's not fixed, nobody's going to believe the results anymore. So maybe some people will be shut out from voting if they, if they make the rules more strict, you know, not, not allowed to mail them in, no early voting, all that stuff. But more people have the potential to be shut out because of the system that's in place now and all the corruption. Fix it. You know, just fix it. Can't be that tough. When we come back, I'm going to talk to an author who believes that what we're seeing now is just another chapter in uh, what is an attempted coup. Stick around. Still paying outrageous premiums for your health insurance, or maybe you settled with a ministry plan, some short-term medical or limited benefit plan that lacks the coverage you need? This is John Stagerwald from my friends at Marley Financial. And every agency offers the same stuff, well, except Marley Financial. Marley Financial now offers a unique ACA clone that looks, feels, and most importantly, acts just like a Blue Cross plan. In fact, it's even better. You can go to any hospital or facility anywhere in the country. They'll actually waive your deductible for inpatient and surgery. Does your plan do that? 
Plus, they can customize your plan to reduce your costs for the rest of your life. Contact Marley Financial today, 724-884-1496. You don't have to wait until open enrollment, 724-884-1496, or visit MarleyFG.com. Nobody does health insurance like Marley Financial, the most innovative agency in the marketplace. 724-884-1496 at MarleyFG.com. At Fisher Investments, we do things differently, and other money managers don't understand why. Because our way works great for us. But it may not work for your clients. That's why Fisher Investments is a fiduciary obligated to put clients first. It's the highest standard for a financial advisor. So what do you provide? Cookie cutter portfolios like the rest of us? No cookie cutter portfolios here. Fisher Investments tailors portfolios to meet each client's goals and needs. But you do sell investments that earn you high commissions, right? And make commissions when you make trades for your clients? No, Fisher Investments doesn't sell any commission investment products, and we never earn commissions on trades. So what's in it for you? Fisher Investments fees are structured so we do better when our clients do better. When it comes to helping clients achieve a comfortable retirement, we're clearly different. Visit FisherInvestments.com to find out why investors like you switch to us. Fisher Investments, clearly different money management. Investments in securities involve the risk of loss. As you know, our friend Mike Lindell has a passion to help you get the best sleep of your life. And he didn't stop by simply creating the best pillow. Mike created the new Giza Dream bed sheets. They look and feel great, which means an even better night's sleep for me, which is crucial for my busy schedule. Mike found the world's best cotton called Giza. It's ultra soft and breathable, but extremely durable. We know my pillow products come with a 10-year warranty, but my pillow has just announced that they are extending their 60-day money-back guarantee. That's right. Orders placed between now and December 25th will have their 60-day money-back guarantee extended through March 1st, 2021. The first night you sleep on the Giza sheets, you will never want to sleep on anything else. Giza Dream Sheets come in a variety of sizes and colors, and Mike is making a special offer for my listeners. You will receive two for one low price plus free shipping. Call 1-800-716-8087. Use the promo code STAG or go to MyPillow.com. Make sure you use that promo code STAG. Parents, let's be honest. Many high school and college age kids seem to have little direction these days. That might be true for your son or daughter. They spend a lot of time gaming, hanging with friends, but nothing seems to lead them on a path to adulthood. You may want them to go to a four-year university, but their grades just don't warrant it. Their lack of passion and direction makes you wonder if a four-year university would even be a wise investment. Here's a better route to consider. The Full Stack Software Development Program from Steve Wozniak. Available through SalemCareerHub.com. They'll learn real-life work skills that are marketable and in high demand right now. And at SalemCareerHub.com, you can sign up for these courses at 50% off their regular price. Talk it over with your kids and get them out of the basement. They're probably as anxious as you are to move forward and just need a little push. The place to start? SalemCareerHub.com. You can also call 866-711-6275. 866-711-6275. Or SalemCareerHub.com. Warning, listening to this program may expose you to toxic masculinity. The John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250, The Answer. Well, we don't know when we'll know who's going to be president on January 20th, but it's uh, if it's Joe Biden, we, will that be a sign that the Democrats pulled off a successful coup? Michael Anton is a writer at the American Mind. He's the author of The Stakes, the Stakes America at the Point of No Return, and he's a former national security official in the Trump administration. He joins us now. Michael, thanks for coming on the show again. Thank you. So uh, you, you had a piece up at the American Mind yesterday, and the headline was a question, Game On for the Coup. Uh, what did you yeah. see on election night to make you ask that question? Well, let's go back. There was an earlier piece I wrote about two months ago called The Coming Coup, question mark, yep. in which I just yep. quoted a bunch of Democrats saying, you know, what they might do if they felt necessary to do if the election wasn't going their way. And a bunch of things have happened since then that are on election night and, and since then that are that are troubling, as a friend of mine put it, I think he put it very well, that demand explanation. And we don't have explanations for mostly what we're getting is yelled at to stop talking. You know, why did why did the counting stop in, in I think, uh, either five or six states suddenly in the middle of the night? Um, ballots show up. Uh, I mean, this, is, this is not the first time this has happened, where ballots just show up 
after the polls have closed, and voila, they overwhelmingly, in some cases, 100%, favor one mm-hmm. candidate, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands. We were told mail-in voting was going to be a thing this year. Okay, I get that, but mail-in voting seems, logically seems to mean you already have those. They wouldn't need to show up in the wee hours of the morning because it will have been mailed in days, weeks, months in advance. Right. And this is before you even yeah. get into the other problems of mail-in voting, where if you literally send a ballot to every registered voter, you're going to end up sending ballots to people who have died or moved out of the state. And anybody could fill that out and, 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 and put it in. Uh, there are also instances of people saying that they uh, went to vote in person and were either told that they had already voted absentee or checked their status at the, you know, the state election um, bureau or whatever that it's called in the specific states and found that they had already voted absentee, which means somebody else got a ballot in their name and put it in. Who knows what candidate that voted for? So all of these things are out there. They raise a lot of questions. There doesn't seem to be any desi- There's no desire on the part of the mainstream media to answer any of the questions. And in these, um, especially in Democratic cities and Democratic states, there doesn't seem to be any desire to investigate. It's also curious why... Um, states as big and complex with a lot with rural areas, urban areas like Florida and Texas can get their vote counting done in a day. Ohio done in a day. It's only close states with um, you know a lot of Democratic state officials and, and big urban areas that can tip the vote in one way away from uh, all of the other rural, presumably I think uh, uh, definitely pro-Trump areas. It's only in these places where it's where it's slow and grinding on. So all of yeah, the, and yesterday. Go oh, sorry. Direction. Go ahead. Although they don't definitively yeah, establish anything, they point in a direction, and we're, and we're just either supposed to not notice, or if we notice, we're not supposed to talk about it. Yeah, I was going to say, yesterday, uh, Rudy Giuliani talked about how this happens in the big cities with Democratic machines, and uh, he was in Philadelphia when he said it, and uh, he said, too much power for too long just it means corruption. Is that what we're seeing now? Is that why it shows up in, these, in, in the big cities? Because 99% of them are uh, controlled by Democrats and have been for 50 to 80 years. The problem that we're going to have is, is uh, you know, I was, I was talking to uh, a lawyer who specializes in this earlier today, and there are, there are instances where this, this is proven occasionally, but it requires a level, you know, it requires investigating agencies and authorities to want to find out the truth. I, I think in a lot of these places, and the and, and authorities, if the thing goes their way, they don't want to find out the truth. The media doesn't. I mean, look, the credible allegations, I think more than credible allegations, that the Biden family received illicit uh, uh, help from foreign governments surfaced in the last days of the campaign. And the, and the media blacked it out. And to the extent that they talked about it, they attacked those bringing it up. The same thing is happening now. I mean, Twitter and some of the social medias are even censoring people from talking about it. I thought today, if I interpreted this correctly, I admit I'm not an expert Twitter user, they were, they were censoring the president. Um, yeah, they are. So uh, it, it'll be hard to know. We may, in fact, never know, precisely because investigations won't be done or they'll be desultory. And that cloud just hangs over the whole, over this election in particular and over the whole system. I don't see how that's good for anybody. And I have to say, I, I, it's certainly not good for America. I don't, I don't particularly see how it's, it's good for Joe Biden, assuming he does become president. What, what, what do you mean if by that? Them, it's not good for- I mean, I mean, if, I mean, if I was them... If I were the Democrat mm-hmm. and I thought I had won this election fairly, I would want to be staging right now the most transparent process possible of counting That's and right. recounting, being very strict about what votes get included and what votes get invalidated for lawful reasons, right? We're not throwing out any mm-hmm. legal votes, but we're also not counting any illegal or any fake votes. I would want a maximum amount of transparency. I would want Republican officials involved. I would want neutral observers involved. I wouldn't be doing the things that, I'm, that we see them doing. You know, it's a very similar to Florida trying to control the process. And I, uh, in one place I read, I thought this, I even saw a picture. They had put like, um, you know, cardboard paper or something in the window so that nobody could see in what was going on. I, I would be doing the opposite of that if I were the Democrats and I thought I had won the election because I would want, I would want it known to one and all. We won fair and square. We ran a clean process. We gave you every chance to allege or to establish that there were some irregularities, you couldn't do it, you need to accept it and move on. That's what I would want. But that's not, as of right now, what we're seeing. No, that's a great point, and, and that's exactly what they're not doing. I mean, they, they are, here in Pennsylvania, they had to 
file a suit so they could get closer than 25 or 30 feet away from the uh, from the counters. And then the uh, and then the governor announced that they were suing to make the, to uh, overcome the suit that the Republicans filed. They're all fighting over making sure that nobody can see what's going on. It's uh, it, yeah, the, the point you make is great because the, the, the more that the, this goes on, uh, if, if, if Trump wins, if some figures out a way to win this. He's not going his, his, He's going to have half the country thinking he's illegitimate too. But the Democrats have a chance if they are really winning this legitimately. They should be advertising that. They should. I, I, that's what. That's what I meant when I said I don't think yeah. it's good for Joe Biden. If I were Joe Biden, yeah. I would want to take office at noon on January twentieth, assuming he wins, with the vast majority of the country thinking, "All right, yes, it was. You know, maybe there was some incompetence in the counting. It took a while. There's all kinds of." messiness but it's just genuine messiness it's not skullduggery or manipulation and i believe in this vote the way they're the way it's being handled now in a lot of places i think a lot of people are not going to feel that way you you write that we've seen this movie before where where have we seen it mostly or most recently well i had a few examples in mind uh i can't remember all the ones that i cited but one that sticks out for yep. me was 2008 um with uh, Norm Coleman in Minnesota, you know, mm-hmm. a, a similar type of environment where a big urban area is where all the dem- most nearly all the Democratic votes are, and then um, you know, rural, much redder. Uh, he runs for re-election and is ahead, but very narrowly when the polls close. And in the course of the next couple of days, I forgot how long it took. You know, new votes are quote unquote found, and lo and behold, the Democrat Al Franken wins. Um, it's happened in other places. It happened in the Connecticut governor's race in 2010. Um, you know, and again, these things, like I said, sometimes um, voting uh, irregularities are proved. Uh, most of the time when these things happen, by the way, nearly all, I actually looked this up. I was, cause I had been saying, you know, does this ever, does it ever go down this way and the Republican wins? And I, I was saying no. Well, I looked into it. There was a time. It was, a, it was a House race in North Carolina. And to his great credit, the Republican who won that race and believed there was fraud called for a revote in the race and got it. And eventually, a Republican elected official, political, kind of political operative, but who was working uh, in the election machinery in two Republican counties, uh, if I recall the story correctly, got convicted of voter fraud. So they yeah. did the right thing in that. The investigating authorities did the right thing, and the candidate did the right thing. In that and case, if the Republican. If the Republicans have seen this movie before, why do they keep uh, letting it happen? It's the same movie with the same ending for them. It's not a matter of letting it happen. It's a matter of not controlling the offices and the actual officials in mm-hmm. these areas. So it's not like they have a choice. Um, they, don't, they don't have any levers of power over how votes get tabulated, counted, and so on in these heavily, heavily Democratic uh, districts. You know, the, the, the great example that you, and we're talking to uh, Michael Anton. He's a writer at the American Mind. He's the author of The Stakes, America at the Point of No Return. Also a former national security official in the Trump administration. So you've been around a little bit, uh, Michael. And uh, But your, your, your great example in your piece today from uh, Theodore White's book, and I'm old enough to remember the 1960 election. I was a kid and I yeah. remember all this. Uh, and how the Democrats stole Illinois from Richard Nixon. Could you go through that? That's a, it's a great story about how that happened. So it's 1960. Now, White actually, interestingly, he wrote a book about the 1960 election called yeah. um, The Making of the President 1960. But he did not tell this story in that book, I think, because JFK, when it came out, was still the president. And he didn't want right. to do any damage mm-hmm. to JFK. He told it uh, almost 20 years later in another book. And what he said was he was with a, a bunch of Kennedy loyalists watching the polls that night, you know, and, and um, Illinois, it could come down to Illinois and Texas. And that in particular, Illinois was a contest between Cook County, which is Chicago, or run by the Daily, the Mayor Daily Democratic machine, and downstate Illinois, which was controlled by a bunch of uh, Republicans. And they were both holding back their vote count. And it was getting late, and um, all of a sudden he says that the news came out that the Republican, that the, you know, the downstate counties had turned in their votes, had announced their votes in the total, and it surged Nixon ahead. And all of a sudden, people in the room started cheering. And these were all Kennedy people. And White was confused. He's like, oh, why are they cheering? Nixon just took Illinois, I think, which then had 27 electoral votes. And one of the people in the room said, he's got them, you know, starts exclaiming, he's got them, Daly's got them. He, and it was a game of chicken, and Daly made them go first. Now he knows exactly the gap that he has to make up. Watched them pull it out of his head, and sure enough, a couple, you know, an hour or so later, whatever, the Cook County totals come in, and they're just enough to give Illinois back to Kennedy. 
So they, they waited for him to they waited to find out how many votes they were going to need to fix it. And uh, yeah. what do you think the chances are that's happening right now in various places? Well, this is the problem is there's no there's no real way to ever know. I doubt we're going to have an eyewitness like Theodore White, uh, you know, explain this to us. So that's why I think all of these murky details need to be explained and or investigated so that we can have confidence and transparency into what's going on. I think it's just a terrible outcome for all concerned Trump supporters, Biden supporters, the country, Biden himself, if this gets resolved in a way with all of these clouds still out there and nobody really knowing. I mean, we know that Biden supporters are not going to are, are not going to, to question it. They're going to be happy that they got the outcome that they wanted and they're going to call names against uh, anybody who who um, who who dares question um, the narrative. But I think, you know, Trump supporters, if these questions aren't answered and these issues investigated in some way and cleared up, I think they're very much going to wonder what happened and harbor suspicions. And it's going to be it's going to be damaging to the integrity of our election system. And and what you said, what do you think the Democrats should be doing? uh, What what uh, is showing advertising the fact that they think they've won and making it as uh, transparent as possible? What should President Trump do right now? I mean, right in the middle of this. We don't know how it's going to turn out yet. Um, well, look, they're challenging these irregularities. They've got lawyers and they've got people at the polls trying to, to mm-hmm. add some transparency to watch over the process and make sure that, you know, certain things that are untoward are not done and so on. And they need to keep doing that. But, they, you know, they're in a difficult position because they're out now, in a sense, outnumbered um, and out, you know, out resourced in lots of ways. So uh, I, I guess not keep doing what they're doing. Uh, and, you know, uh, it's, if you think back to Florida uh, in 2000, um, we're seeing something like that now, but I'm not sure as yet it's as concerted and as kind of high powered a campaign that the Republicans were able to marshal in Florida. Remember, you had a former secretary of state involved in that. Uh, James yeah. Baker, and you had Ted Olson, who later became Solicitor General of the United States, one of the top lawyers in the country involved in that. Now, we do have Mayor Giuliani, and we've got some other people, um, but, uh, you know, I'd like to see an even larger effort. Yeah, and that was only one state. Uh, that was only one multiple state. Multiple states. Yeah. yeah. And it was a different um, issue. It was really, it was more of a straight recount than this question of new ballots coming in. So what happens if Biden becomes president? Will we have uh, reached, as you say in your book, the point of no return? I fear so. I mean, that is to say, the point of no return for the old America. Um, It'll Mm -hmm. be very much a new America that looks quite a lot more like a big blue state from coast to coast with effective one-party rule. And not I know everyone's going to I know people will say back to me, well, Anton, you know, you're being too pessimistic because it kept the Senate, picked up some House seats. The parties will, will soldier on. I think the party will soldier on, but I think it will be much less effective. And it's going to become more and more of a, a kind of regional rump party, at least until, at least until and unless it can get together on a, on, a, on a really economically populist nationalist message, get behind that. But that's not, you know, the, the, the people... You know, Mitch McConnell, let's just say, is not in the same place Trump is in terms of a lot of his policies. So I think the party was going to, the temptation is it's going to be revert back to, or back in the direction of what it was before Trump. And I don't know that that plays well with the Republican base. So you could see the party dwindle, or you could see a war for its soul, or you could even see it splinter. Um, if the base doesn't feel that the, the kind of the D.C. leadership is, is really represents them the way Trump does. I have less than a minute, and I'm up against a hard break. Uh, if you could give me a quick answer here, uh, how long do you see Joe Biden, if he wins, being president still in say 2023? I think that's you know, I, no crystal ball, no way to know, and there's certainly reasons to doubt, uh, and those reasons don't originate with me. You know, you've heard a lot of people um, speculate along the same lines. I think I'll decline to speculate on that, uh, <laughs> but uh, I just don't. There's no, there's no way to know. I mean. But reasons to doubt. Hey, Michael, I, I appreciate you being on. Michael Anton, the American Mind at AmericanMind.org. Check him out. Thanks a lot for coming on again, Michael. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. Election officials in key battlegrounds pressing forward with vote counting two days after Election Day. 
President Trump's path to re-election has become very narrow, though still possible. The president needs victories in all four of the remaining battlegrounds, Pennsylvania, North Carolina, Georgia, and Nevada. The Federal Reserve kept its benchmark interest rate at a record low near zero and signaled its readiness to do more if needed to support an economy under threat from a worsening coronavirus pandemic. The Fed announced no new actions after its latest policy meeting today. U.S. productivity increased between July and September. The Labor Department reports productivity advanced 4.9%. Stocks rallied again on Wall Street. Today, the Dow gained 400, that's 542 points. The Nasdaq was ahead 300. This is SRN News. Thinking about life insurance? What if you could make one free phone call and learn your best price from nearly a dozen highly rated price competitive companies? Well, that's exactly what happens when you call SelectQuote Life. For example, George is 40. He was getting sky-high quotes from other companies because he takes meds to control his blood pressure. But when I shopped around, I found him a 10-year, $500,000 policy for under $25 a month. I'm SelectQuote agent Dan Savino. And believe me, if SelectQuote isn't shopping for your life insurance, you're probably paying too much. For a free quote, call 800-523-3771. That's 800-523-3771. 800-523-3771. Or go to selectquote.com. Since 1985, we shop, you save. Get full details on the example policy at selectquote.com slash commercials. Your price could vary depending on your health issuing company and other factors. Not available in all states. AM 1250, The Answer. AM1250theanswer.com. Larry Elder presents The Facts. Can you believe that MSNB Hee Joy Reid, one of the hosts, referred to Justice Clarence Thomas as Uncle Clarence? That is a racial put-down, if not a racist put-down. And neither colleague sitting on the set, Rachel Maddow, said one word. Imagine if Trump called Justice Clarence Thomas Uncle Clarence. The Larry Elder Show, weeknights at 7 on AM 1250. The answer. Spending more time inside? J&D Waterproofing can help you breathe a little easier. Protect your family, friends, and pets from mold, dampness, and other unhealthy elements. For over 80 years, J&D has been making Pittsburgh basements very dry and improving indoor air quality with solutions like the Easy Breathe System. Eliminate unhealthy mold and allergy-causing moisture without filters or reservoirs while using less energy than a 40-watt light bulb. Call 1-800-VERY-DRY or visit jdwaterproofing.com. This is Jay Hagerman of Abernathy and Hagerman. Writing an estate plan is one thing. Having the experience to administer the estate is something else. At Abernathy and Hagerman, estate administration isn't a side job. It's what we do. You have the same goals we all do. To protect your assets, to minimize taxes, and ensure your inheritance gets to the ones that you love. How you get there, that's specific to you. So let's talk. Hagerman Law. Legal help that lasts a lifetime. Visit a-h.law. Do you or your business have financial problems? Are you overwhelmed with debt? Then call me, Attorney Dennis Spire at 412-471-7675. My legal practice concentrates on bankruptcy law, debtor rights, and tax matters. I have over 30 years' experience as a former United States Department of Justice bankruptcy attorney and lawyer in private practice. I have represented thousands of cases faced with financial problems and lawsuits. Reorganize and get a fresh start. Call 412-471-7675 or visit my website at DennisSpira.com. AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The Answer. WPGP Pittsburgh. W223CS Pittsburgh. A division of Salem Media Group. Listen on the Answer mobile app, smart speakers, tune in, iHeart, or radio.com. Stuck in traffic? We've got the answer. Got lots going on. Let's look at the parkway. First of all, on the inbound parkway east, lots of delays into the Squirrel Hill Tunnel and busy county jail to the Fort Pitt Bridge. Inbound parkway west lows into the Fort Pitt Tunnel, about a three-minute delay there. Also outbound and heavy to Green Tree. On the inbound side of 28, couple extra minutes getting from 40th Street Bridge to Chestnut Street. That's a look at traffic. I'm Jenny Robinson. AM 1250, The Answer, Weather. Tonight we'll see partly cloudy skies, expect a low tonight of 46. Tomorrow, expect sunny skies, it'll be mild to wrap up the week, we'll see a high of 70. 
Tomorrow night, expect clear skies with a low of 42. Saturday, mild with plenty of sunshine. It'll be a beautiful start to the weekend. We'll see a high of 71. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. The John Steigerwall Show, AM 1250, The Answer. So, um, the, uh, the Trump lawyers are running around all over the place uh, trying to fix this, trying to uh, get President Trump reelected. Uh, just a note for you, uh, Jay Sekulow, who comes on after me here on the Salem Network, um, he is part of the president's legal team, and he hosts the show. And uh, if you were listening to him at all during impeachment, you know he had a lot of great stuff on there, uh, right? obviously from the inside, and uh, really not a better source for uh, to find out what's going on with the legal team and what the, the Trump campaign is uh, trying to do and what their chances are of doing it. So he comes on right after me here today at 6 o'clock. Meanwhile, wh- one of the things that the uh, the Trump campaign is doing uh, is something I never heard of before. Maybe it's just I was spent too much time in sports, <laughs> but it's, a, it's, a, it's an, uh, an expression or a, a term that I haven't heard. They're going to be out there curing votes, uh, as in curing a disease. Uh, they have 2.6 million volunteers um, as opposed to, I think it was 750,000 they had in 2016 that went out and knocked on doors and did all that stuff pre-election. And they, they uh, had 2.6 million of those people this year, uh, this time, as opposed to four years ago. Uh, 185 million uh, made voter contacts. Um, that was five times more than they did in 2016. So, you know, they're really into that stuff. But now... The uh, the election has been held, sort of. Uh, obviously, they're still counting votes. But Bill Stepien is the campaign manager, and he said today that a lot of the people who were mobilized for this knocking on doors and getting people out to vote and all that pre-election stuff, they are now mobilized, and they're working at uh, contacting voters whose ballots need to be quote-unquote cured. And what does that mean? Well... He says, he says, we have 120 of our staffers from our Georgia team contacting people whose ballots need to be cured. We, we've created walk books. That's a term for lists of addresses that campaign staff and volunteers use to teach voters in person. So according to Stepien, they have 8,000 Republican ballots in Georgia in need of being cured. They, uh, and by cured, they mean these votes were, they were cast legally, but they were rejected for process reasons. Either the voter forgot to sign a mail-in ballot or had some other mix-up. The process of curing a ballot involves filling out an affidavit and using a valid ID to verify the voter's identity. So 8,000 ballots that need to be cured. That's a lot, especially in an election that's you know coming down to the single-digit thousands, um, last I heard. And uh, if some of those can be cured, then they and they are votes... That I guess they're they're not running around looking for uh, people who voted for whose whose ballots uh, cast for Biden need to be cured. They only want to find the Trump people, obviously, and get their uh, uh, ballots cured. Um, but he says that uh, the Trump campaign he predicted he's still predicting an outright win in the remaining states. But they also raised the alarm about alleged voter fraud. He says Democrats are lying, cheating, and stealing across the country. It's an absolute disgrace, he said. And if you were listening our last half hour, uh, you heard uh, Michael Anton make reference to the uh, the 1960 election um, and how they fixed it for JFK in Illinois. He said this would make the Chicago Democrats in 1960 blush. That's what uh, Stepien said. And um, so they have made 185 million voter contacts before the election, and now they're out there trying to cure the uh, some of the ballots that were cast by the people they convinced, or maybe they just made sure that uh, they were go- they voted for uh, Donald Trump. So that's that's one thing that's going on out there, um, and. I think that Michael Anton made a great point. It seems kind of obvious that more people haven't said it. Uh, uh, it seems actually kind of a, an obvious point, but it's something that uh, the, the Republicans should bring up. If you are the Democrats and you genuinely think that you won this election, you should, as Michael Anton said, you should be doing everything you can 
to invite people in to watch you count the votes. And and just think of the difference in the attitude that everybody would have, even the most suspicious Republicans. It, it would be hard to um, it would be hard to argue with them or it would be hard to to um, to claim that they're trying to cheat you if they were openly and loudly suggesting to you and to the media. Hey, look, we know we won this thing. I, you may think this is uh, you know, uh, a big scam because these votes are coming in late and you know it's the whole mail-in ballot thing and the uh, they're not they're not uh, the signatures don't match well listen here's where we're going to be we're going to be here all day come on in you can look at anything you want we're not doing anything crooked well they're doing the exact opposite of what michael anton suggested they do and that's that just reinforces the belief among the people who want to see donald trump elected that they're hiding something that it's that it's a scam, that it's crooked, and to me, the fact that they're not doing it is—I think it's proof that they're that they know that what they're doing uh, is shaky, and they the, the less uh, advertising they do, the better. Instead of instead of advertising what they're doing and saying, "Hey, this is uh, this is all in the up and up," and come on and look at it, they're they're putting up. Uh, cardboard uh, up in the windows and keeping people 30 feet away. They're not letting anybody see it. So very, uh, very strange uh, and very stupid if they are uh, genuinely, they do genuinely believe that what they're doing is perfectly legal and and uh, and, and perfectly um, okay to be transparent about, then why aren't they being transparent? It makes no sense. Meanwhile, uh, you know, we heard for well, we heard for four years. It's funny that we didn't hear this much at all when Donald Trump was the Donald, and nobody looked at him as a presidential candidate, and he was just this guy who was in the news all the time and had a lot of wives uh, who were really good looking and um, had lots of money. Uh, and he, you didn't hear anybody saying he was a racist. He had um, Jesse Jackson giving him awards, but. Uh, Five minutes, well, within five minutes of him coming down the escalator, he was called. He was being called a racist. But they called George Bush a racist too. And they, they, if you're a Republican, you're a racist. So this is the the New York Post. Uh, this is a story from the New York Post. It says Team Trump and Republicans nationwide made unprecedented inroads with Black and Hispanic voters nationally. Pre- uh, preliminary numbers indicated that 26 percent of Trump's voting share came from non-white voters. That's the highest percentage for a GOP presidential candidate since 1960. In 1960, that was when uh, Republicans were still uh, uh, considered the 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 uh, the party for Black people. Most Blacks uh, back then were Republicans. Uh, but this is the highest percentage for a GOP presidential candidate in 60 years. This is a guy who's a racist, by the way. In Florida's Miami-Dade County, the heartland of Cuban America, Trump turned a 30-plus point Hillary Clinton romp in 2016 into a narrow, single-digit Joe Biden win. Texas Star County, overwhelmingly Mexican-American and positioned in the heart of the Rio Grande Valley, Barely delivered for the Democrats, Biden's Hispanic support in other key swing states like Ohio and Georgia tailed off from Clinton's 2016 benchmarks. So this is, you know, it was Maxine Waters who said uh, either before or I guess it was uh, yesterday, the day after the election, I think it was. Maybe it was election night. Maxine Waters, she, she said she was she would never speak to black men who voted for Trump. Just think about that. Uh, you, if if you're a, a white guy like me, if I would say, you know, this is the way blacks should vote, as if blacks are a monolithic group and they and they all think the same and they should all uh, listen to what we tell them they should do and and they should vote this way, it would be considered a racist, bigoted, whatever uh, word you want to use. But Maxine Waters comes right out and says that all blacks should vote the same. Every black person in America should vote for every black. Uh, candidate. Well, I guess that's not the case because they don't they don't ever support black Republican candidates. People like Maxine Waters don't. So so that's what uh, that's what Maxine Waters said. And, that, and that's what the New York Post did. Uh, the story where they they mentioned uh, the numbers I just gave you uh, the most since 1960, highest percentage of blacks uh, for a uh, presidential candidate. So this is so that's what happened. Those are the numbers from I, I just gave you there from this election on Tuesday. And this is Charles Blow uh, of the New York Times. He's a columnist. This is what he said. Now, 
this is what Charles Blow said about the numbers I just gave you, about all the support that um, Donald Trump got. Quote, this is so personally devastating to me. The black male vote for Trump increased, and he wrote, he wrote that in caps, from 13% in 2016 to 18% this year. The black female vote for Trump doubled from 4% in 2016 to 8% this year. And then he tweeted, also, once again, exit polls show a majority of white women voting for Trump. Also, again, still quoting Charles Blow here, also the percentage of LGBT voting for Trump doubled from 2016. Doubled with three exclamation points in caps. This is why LGBT people of color don't really trust the white gays. Do these people ever not divide people up into colors and sexual, I don't know, you're allowed to say sexual preference anymore? Are they, do they ever not divide people up into, into how they look or what group they belong to? It's just, he's, this is why LGBT people of color don't trust the white gays. So this is, this is what, what, what Charles Blow is telling us is that, out there in the LGBT uh, pe- people of color community, um, they don't really trust the white gays. How does he know this? And, and is that that's kind of a blanket statement, isn't it? Yes, I'm a I'm an LGBT person of color, and you know what? I just don't trust white gays. Who who gets away with saying that? And you say it as if it's you know it's everybody. Maybe it's true. I don't know. But you're not, you know, I thought you weren't supposed to generalize like that. Yes, this is, he goes on to say, yes, I said what I said, period. Also, the percentage of Latinos and Asians voting for Trump increased from 2016, according to exit polls, yet more evidence that we can't depend on the browning of America to dismantle white supremacy and erase anti-blackness. You know, you'd almost think that the guy was rooting against the end of racism because he doesn't like to see this. I mean, he, 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 these these people of color that he wants them all to think the same, these these people that he wants, all of them he wants to think the way he does, that they uh, they're 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 going against the plan here. They're ruining the party. They're they're it's it's not supposed to be this way. Let's we we will tell you uh, people how to vote. We'll we'll tell you how if you're black. Let's take it from me. I'm a black columnist. I, I'll tell you how to vote. Just don't go out there and think that you can actually pick the candidate that appeals to you i'll tell you who you're going to vote for that's what he's saying we will t- i don't know who maybe it's we i don't know who gets appointed uh, like you know i don't know who appointed maxine waters for example but she apparently feels like someone has appointed her to uh tell black men who they should vo- vote for not because of their uh, uh, not based on politics like well you know you really shouldn't vote for republicans because they um uh uh, they don't like their policies. Uh, this just—you're a black man. You should never vote for a Republican. You shouldn't think about it. You shouldn't think about whether it, how it affects you personally. Just, just write it down. And for all of your life, when you see a Republican candidate, don't vote for him or her. So, and that's that's what Maxine Waters wants blacks to do. And and apparently that's okay. She's not. Nobody's trashing her. So that's that's uh, that's a little bit of the the, the Trump racist issue. And then there's this is this is Teen Vogue. Now I, I'm not a big reader of Teen Vogue, I, I, and I don't remember reading it when I was a kid. I think it was for a magazine for girls, but I always thought that Vogue magazine and then Teen Vogue for like was for you know teenage girls, preteen and teenage girls, and you know they told them what kind of wake makeup to wear or uh, whether or not you should kiss a, a boy on the first date, and I, I don't know what they put in there. You know shoes. I don't know what's in the Teen Vogue. This is this is a, a writer for for um, Teen Vogue named uh, L- Lily Herman, and she um, her headline of her piece. This, now remember, this is Teen Vogue. Who reads this? Fifteen year old girls. Trump did not lose in a landslide because the U.S. is racist. That's what that was the headline. And then uh, Lily Herman is the writer. She said it's hard to go up against a gigantic machine of people who are actively and enthusiastically voting for white supremacy, misogyny, classism, ableism, homophobia, transphobia, and so much more. That's what that's what she's writing to 15-year-old girls. That that Donald Trump and the Republican Party represents a gigantic machine of people who are against everything. Uh, that, that's not them. Anything if you're not uh, if you're not white, then they're against you. So. 
this the the New York Times also uh, the, I, I told you what Charles Blow said about it. So that they they've decided that Donald Trump was a racist and they're sticking with that. No matter what he does, no matter what policies he comes up with, no matter how many uh, black voters actually vote for him and and listen actually listen to what he's saying and maybe notice that he's done a lot of things for black people, uh, uh, you know, the, the uh, historically black colleges, all that stuff, the prison reform and all that. That, uh, that doesn't count. He's white. You, you, he's, a, he's a racist. We've decided he's a racist. This is what's going on out there. And it's Teen Vogue uh, magazine. And they're, they're already telling 15-year-old girls that it's all about uh, people who are actively and enthusiastically voting for white supremacy, misogyny, classism, ableism, homophobia, and transphobia. I don't know what else you could – what other what other uh, uh, words could you put in there? I, I don't know, but uh, I think it's pretty well covered. So it um, doesn't matter what Donald Trump does or says. He's a racist, and, and getting those – all those black people to vote for him and LGBT people to, people to vote for him, that's a bad thing. Just keep that in mind. I'll be right back. Here are the facts. Your business needs leads and sales. There are potential customers online right now looking for what you do. Will they find you or your competitor? You need Salem Surround. Having to do your own digital marketing while trying to manage your business, well, there's just not enough time in the day. You need Salem Surround. You're doing all you can to market your business, but are you sure you have the right strategy or seeing a great return on investment? You need Salem Surround. The marketing team here at Salem Surround is ready to help your business now. We'll design a plan that targets potential customers with proven marketing strategies, using everything in our toolkit to work for you. Digital, audio, mobile, even audience-engaging contests and promotions. Contact Salem Surround for a free evaluation of your marketing plan and see how we can help place your advertising message in front of today's consumers. Learn more at surroundpittsburgh.com. Surroundpittsburgh.com. Connecting you with new customers. We're all thinking a lot more about staying safe these days. Windows R Us Pittsburgh is no different. This is John Steigerwald. When it comes to working around your home, Windows R Us remains committed to the safety of you and your family. For roofs, gutters and downspouts, siding, and, of course, windows, Windows R Us Pittsburgh can answer the call. With over 50 years of home remodeling experience, Windows R Us has earned its reputation as the area's premier exterior replacement company. And all work will be done in strict compliance with the government's social distancing guidelines. If you've had damage, you may be eligible for free repair or replacement. Visit WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com for a free inspection from one of their highly trained appraisers. You'll love their no-pressure approach, no hidden fees, and one of the fastest turnaround times in the industry. From a company that will never skip town when it comes to honoring their warranty, why pay double? Trust the area's premier exterior replacement company. That's WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com Hey, I'm Andy. I'm still not famous, but you might remember that I started Harry's because I was tired of overpaying for razors. It always felt like big brands were taking advantage of us. Every time they improved something back then, prices seemed to go up. At Harry's, we take a different approach. Today, I'm proud to introduce our sharpest blades ever, available at the same price as before, as low as $2 each. They're a new, sharper version of our German-engineered blades. Guys who shave four days a week have told us that with our new blades, their eighth shave is as smooth as their first. And we stand by that with a 100% money-back quality guarantee at harrys.com. Millions have already made the switch to Harry's, and we hope you will too with this special offer. Get a Harry's starter set featuring our new, sharper blade, a weighted razor handle, shave gel, and a travel cover. All for just three bucks plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 3388 at checkout. That's harrys.com, code 3388. Thinking about life insurance? What if you could make one free phone call and learn your best price from nearly a dozen highly rated price competitive companies? Well, that's exactly what happens when you call SelectQuote Life. For example, George is 40. He was getting sky-high quotes from other companies because he takes meds to control his blood pressure. But when I shopped around... I found him a 10-year, $500,000 policy for under $25 a month. I'm SelectQuote agent Dan Savino, and believe me, 
If SelectQuote isn't shopping for your life insurance, you're probably paying too much. For your free quote, call 800-494-2323. That's 800-494-2323. 800-494-2323. Or go to selectquote.com. Since 1985, we shop, you save. Get full details on the example policy at selectquote.com slash commercials. Your price could vary depending on your health issuing company and other factors. Not available in all states. This is the John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250. The answer. Well, the media is having a lot of fun with uh, this, obviously, the, uh, the presidential fiasco, the election fiasco. Here's someone uh, that came across this story today. Her name, I'd like to love to get her on the show. I don't know how to get a hold of her, but uh, she used to work for MSNBC. Her name is Ariana Picari, P-E-K-D-E-K-A-R-Y. Uh, she used to work uh, uh, on The Last Word with Lawrence O'Donnell. She was a pretty big deal with that show, uh, a, a major producer for that show. And she says, July 24th was my last day at MSNBC. This, is this, this letter was just made public. I don't know what I'm going to do next exactly, but I simply couldn't stay there anymore. My colleagues are very smart people with good intentions. The problem is the job itself. It forces skilled journalists to make bad decisions on a, a daily basis. She goes on to say that she um, she's heard colleagues, quote, deny their role as journalists and claims that a senior producer told, this is at MSNBC now, our viewers don't really consider us the news. They come to us for comfort. That explains a lot if you ever uh, make the mistake of putting MSNBC on, which I can never do for longer than about 45 seconds. But uh, she says, through this pandemic and the surreal alienating lockdown, I've witnessed many people question their lives and their what they're doing with their time on this planet. And she says, I'm glad to be getting out of this and I'm moving on. And she's moving back to Virginia and she just absolutely despises what she uh, experienced at uh, MSNBC. She says, context and factual data are often considered too cumbersome for the audience. How about that? That's uh, that's MSNBC for you. She's had enough. She says goodbye. Then they'll just find somebody else just like her, uh, and they'll keep her as long as she can stand it. But that's the way it works uh, Left wing in the left-wing media. I guess media everywhere. I guess uh, not everybody's happy. But uh, I'm happy that you listened today, and who knows what we're going to be talking about tomorrow. Who knows what's going to happen? I'll see you then. The John Steigerwald Show is a production of The Answer Pittsburgh and Salem Media Group.